You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. It was a tough night at the ballpark for the Braves and an 11-2 loss to the Washington Nationals on Monday night, game one of their three-game series. First of 19 times that these two clubs will be meeting this year, and it was Washington very convincingly with an 11-2 victory. We're going to get into everything that happened on this night, as this is the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. I'm Grant McCauley. He is Jake Mastriani of Locked On Braves. And if you're new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button and also click the bell so you'll be notified every time we drop a new episode. So, uh, Jake, let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. This was a tough night, a forgettable night at the ballpark for the Braves, and in particular, I would say Wasgari Noah. Yeah, I'd say get it out of the way is a great way to put it as hopefully this is one of the worst games of the year that we will see for the Braves as it was pretty ugly, especially when you consider the competition. So put this one behind us and let's move on. Yeah, definitely what you need to do. And that's the beauty of baseball is you do have a new game tomorrow, I guess, until you get to the very, very end of the season. But we are in the very early stages of this year, only five games in there are some things, I guess, that will get into that you might be a little discouraged about, but then keep it in mind, it is early. This club has a lot of miles left to travel and is not with its greatest hitter just yet in the form of Ronald Acuna Jr. But let's not get too far down the road here. Let's take a look at what happened on this night at Truist Park. The Washington Nationals came in. They got to Waskari Noah early with a five spot. They added a five spot later on against Tucker Davidson, an 11-2 victory. Two and three now on the year are the Nationals. 11 runs, 15 hits, no errors, 11 men left on base. Braves also dropped to two and three. Two runs, just four hits, one error, five men left on base. The winner, Josh Rogers, we'll talk a little bit more about him. He picks up the victory after kind of parlaying some success in 2021 into a spot in the Nationals rotation as they are very much in a rebuilding stage right now. On the flip side of that, the losing pitcher, Waskar Inoa, 0-1 in his season debut, three innings of five-run ball as he takes the loss and continued struggles for him after what was such a bright spot in the early portion of 2021. It has not been the same script that he's been reading from since coming back from his hand injury in large part. No save in this game. It lasted three hours and 33 minutes and 42,263 enthusiastic Braves fans had filed into the ballpark with 40,000 of those folks receiving their replica World Series rings. But this was anything but the October magic that the Braves had treated their fans to last year. But again, we will be turning the page once we finish up this episode of the Braves postcast. Before we dive in, tell you about the key moments and performances of the game. want to let you know that the Braves postcast is sponsored by Built Bar. Low calorie, high protein, high fiber, low carb. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better because at Built Bar, they're all about taste, but they make it taste delicious and figure out how to make it healthy, you'll be blown away by what you find. Over at Built.com, you can check out all the flavors. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. So, uh, Jake, let's start things with Waskari Noah because we were hoping that we'd see the flashes of the guy that we got to know early in 2021, but that simply wasn't the case tonight. A lot of pitches, and then, of course, got himself into a lot of trouble in the third inning. Unfortunately, yes, and, you know, he deserves a shot in the rotation and I'm not ready to pull him out yet, but sure. with the long stretch of success he had last year, you know, he's earned the right to be in this rotation and prove that he can continue that success he had last year. But the questions still remain on him as to, 
can he continue to have that success while basically throwing two pitches, a fastball and a slider? You give good major league hitters a 50-50 chance of knowing what's coming. Go ask the Houston Astros 2017, and they can, they're going to hit the ball no matter how good mm -hmm. those pitches are. So that's always been kind of the concern with Wascar is how much success can he have deep into games when it's a 50% chance you know what pitch is coming. And he struggled in that first inning. He got out of trouble, but mm -hmm. threw 26 pitches. And I think that really, you know, the next time he went through the lineup, you could see even better at-bats from those Nationals hitters, and they were able to get to him. Second day in a row, Braves starters have given up five runs in that third inning. I tweeted out, maybe we can just skip that inning going forward, right? <laughs> it would certainly be helpful, but the trouble inning is what the Braves and their starters in particular need to stay away from. As you pointed out, a whole bunch of pitches in the first inning for Waskar bunch of pitches in the first inning for Ian Anderson a night ago. But I went back and did some numbers, some digging on this for Waskar. He jumped down to a 4-2 and two record with a 2.76 ERA in his first nine starts of 2021. That includes even his comeback, the start immediately after breaking his hand. But since that start, in coming back from the injury, he has posted a 6.34 ERA and is winless in his last nine starts. So the results simply have not been there. Not to say they should pull the plug on him, not to say that there's not a space on the Braves pitching staff for him, whether it's as a starter or perhaps as a high-octane reliever because he certainly got the stuff, but you're going to have to get some better results than you saw on this particular night, and we'll see how the Braves decide to manage this going forward as they look to work everybody back, having lost time in spring training and not overtax their starters and risk an injury by pushing someone too far too early in the season. And we'll see, again, how that all shapes out. And, of course, we'll be talking about it as we figure out who's starting tomorrow for the Braves. We'll get there in a moment. But on the flip side of that, did want to give Josh Rogers his props. Five and a third innings, one run, two hits in place of Anibal Sanchez, the former Brave who landed on the injured list. Braves got those two hits in the first inning, Jake. They didn't get their next hit until the ninth inning. I don't know too many games where you're going to have much luck when the offense is having that kind of cold spell inside of a game. It seems like the Braves have this outing against a – started or not really familiar with every now and then and they just absolutely get dominated by them i'm sure obviously that third top of the third inning you know didn't help the morale on the offense but still i was watching thinking you know they're a hit away you know that orlando arcia ball that died at the warning track that would have cut it you know to, to to five to three or i believe six to three at the time and you're right back in there and this offense can certainly strike quickly but you know had to be a big blow you know Defense was out there a long time in that first inning. You had the big third inning. You know, that can't be helping the bats out. Not to make excuses for them. They they just weren't good in this game at all. Rodgers had a little bit of a, a cutting action on that fastball that was diving in on right-handed hitters. I know Austin Riley was having a really hard time with him tonight. So, yeah, give him a lot of credit. I mean, he was really good with the Nationals last year in six starts, and he looked really good tonight against the Braves. I don't know how this guy didn't make the rotation out of spring training but i think he uh could stick around there for a little bit yeah it might have only been a numbers game when the nationals decided to give anibal sanchez a shot but rogers jumped in uh, made the most of this opportunity depending on how long sanchez or anyone else might be sidelined he could be a candidate to jump right back in rotation for the nationals on the offensive side matt olson was hitless on this night but two more walks in this game he's reached safely in all five games to start the season and we're seeing some life from marcelo zuna two more hits he drove in the Braves' first run, and it's going to be good to see that. And the Braves are going to need some big-time contributions from Ozuna. It goes without saying, you need Ronald Acuna Jr. to come back and be the supernova that he is. But getting Marcel back is a way to 
you know, trying to make up for some of the loss that you have of Jorge Soler going elsewhere and any of the other Braves outfield replacements that you had, because it wasn't just Acuna they were replacing. The Braves had to rebuild their entire outfield. So Ozuna has a role to play here. And if you got him hitting in the middle of the order, you're hoping it's a big one. Yeah, the middle of the order has been, or the top of the order has been really fine for the Braves this year. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Olsen and Riley before tonight and Ozuna, it's the rest of the lineup that needs to step up to get this offense going. But Ozuna in particular, as you mentioned, three hard hit balls tonight. Balls hit 95 miles per hour or harder, two of them going for hits. He has just been crushing the ball to start this season. And we all wondered what would he look like after basically not playing at all last year for the most part. And then coming back this year, I know he played in the Dominican Winter League as well and got some reps there. But still, you know, major league competition was not good last year either. And he comes into this season and is just hitting the ball so hard pretty much every time he goes up there. It's definitely a big boost for this lineup. And yes, Matt Olson just continuing to get on base. I saw him swing it either the 3-0 or 3-1 pitch tonight that wasn't close, but it just seemed like he wanted to swing at something because he was getting nothing to hit. And uh, it's just great to see the the top of the order, you know, doing what they need to do. The key right now for the Braves, get Duvall going, get Ozzy going, get Dansby goes, going, Rosario going. You know, those are the players right now I'm kind of looking to once they do start get going and i believe they will i think this offense will finally take off yeah it will and it'll be a group effort as it's not going to be getting all eight or nine guys hot at the same time it's going to be maybe getting three or four guys hot and having some other guys making their regular contributions to this lineup one more note on ozuna i did see a stat cast leaderboard for most balls hit 95 miles an hour plus ozuna was in the top five in all of baseball with eight of those coming into the day so he's certainly hitting the ball hard we noticed that we saw that trend continue again on Monday night for the Braves. We're going to get you set for what's happening Tuesday, game two between the Atlanta Braves and Washington Nationals at Truist Park. But before we do, want to let you know about betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments as well as podcasts and reviews for all of the different leagues. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting or sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. That's betonline.net where the game starts as far as starting the game on Tuesday for the Braves, Jake, that's going to be a big question mark. As Brian Snicker said, after the game, they're still figuring it out, but he said, we're probably not going to just call up one pitcher. We're probably going to have to call up a couple that gives us some candidates. Bryce elder is not on the Braves 40 man roster. He's a promising uh, Braves prospect that is in line to start for Gwinnett on Tuesday night. I would guess that he is going to be toward the top of that candidate list, though. There are some other guys we should discuss. Yeah, I would love to see Bryce Elder get a chance, but you would have to clear a spot on the 40-man roster for him. I think Tuki Tucson's a good candidate. You mentioned Dylan Lee. We were talking before we started recording. If you bring up two guys, you know, I think you bring up two of those and maybe piggyback them in this start. And Tuki's alone outing in AAA that he's had so far only lasted four and a third, struck out eight, but mm-hmm. in typical Tuki fashion, sometimes he walked four. So, you know, that's always gonna kind of be his bugaboo right there is limiting the walks not racking up that pitch count he has all the tools in the world like i said with those eight strikeouts but i think he's a prime candidate to get called up unless they do decide to make a roster move and make room for bryce elder i don't understand why tucker davidson didn't get the opportunity and why you brought him into this game that still is kind of puzzling to me i know he didn't necessarily look great on monday but i still would have liked to seen him at least get that shot on tuesday so Again, I don't, I don't understand the decision there, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking kind of with you, either Bryce Elder or I think it'll be Tuki Tucson on Tuesday. 
Yeah, and I think that one of the things that you look at, or one of the pluses of using Tucker Davidson is you did not have to expend any other arms in the bullpen. And that, they might have felt that that trumped holding him off until tomorrow and having to use two, maybe three more relievers to get through tonight's game. Because as we've noticed with the Braves and other clubs across baseball, and this could change with the new CBA, when you are shuttling guys in between AAA and the big leagues, you're not really looking at a 12 or 13-man pitching staff. And of course, you've got expanded rosters right now, but you're really thinking about, okay, we've got these 12 or 13 guys up here now. We've got these two or three guys in Gwinnett or AAA for whatever club that you can bring up if needed. So I think they're probably managing their assets a little more in the the larger scale sense or uh, maybe pulling back just one more layer and looking at what you do have in AAA. And we'll see who gets this opportunity. But it was curious to see Tucker Davidson come out of the bullpen. It's a totally different game than getting ready, going through your daily routine and making your start. But as it is, Tucker Davidson not going to be starting on Tuesday night for the Braves. There will be some call-ups. We'll see what those are. And, of course, we'll keep you up to date on that on the Braves postcast and, of course, Locked on Braves. Make sure you subscribe to Jake's podcast if you're not already. We're going to get you set now for the Washington side of things. Patrick Corbin, this was a guy that was a big money pickup for the Nationals a few years ago, helped them win the World Series. But otherwise, it's been a pretty forgettable run in Washington for Patrick Corbin. Let's see if the Braves' bats can wake up against this lefty who had an ERA over five and a half last year as he got knocked around by the rest of baseball. And I talked about some of those guys, you know, outside of Olsen and Riley and Ozuna getting going. I think this is a good opportunity for some of those lefty mashers in Ozzie Albies. I know Adam Duvall was technically a righty masher last year, but historically has hit lefties much better, has good success against Corbin, and so does Orlando Arcia. So I know they faced a lefty tonight and didn't necessarily go as planned, but this is Corbin, a guy that they're more familiar with, and a guy that those three guys I just mentioned in particular have a lot of success against. So looking for this Braves offense to get going on Tuesday against a more familiar opponent in Corbin and Patrick Corbin. Also to be determined for the Braves, Patrick Corbin, the lefty on the mound for the Washington Nationals. First pitch set for 720 at Truist Park. That brings us to the end of the Braves postcast tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. This, of course, is part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, hit the bell to enable the notifications so you get every episode that we put out there. And again, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Jake does a marvelous job over there. And occasionally, he allows me to have a cameo there as well, which is certainly appreciated. Jake, as always, great talking about the Braves with you. We're going to get a better game to talk about and recap hopefully tomorrow as the Braves and Nationals clash in game two of their three-game series. So that'll do it for us. Once again, the final score, Washington 11, Atlanta 2. We will catch you tomorrow on the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta.